You're listening to a message from Pastor Kenny Garrett recorded at a live service at the General Baptist Church God's House of Prayer located in Fairborn, Ohio. Open up your Bibles to the book of Psalms this morning. We're a couple weeks away from Thanksgiving, but I wanted to start into looking at it a little bit more in depth this year, more so than normal. Psalm chapter 100 is where we'll be. Stand with me. Stand with me. Well, I didn't do it. (laughs) Right? Stand with me when you get there. Psalms chapter 100. Psalm 100 says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Will you bow your heads with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day that you've given us. I pray, Lord, that you anoint me to preach a message you've given, anoint ears to hear, hearts to understand. Draw us each closer to one another as you draw us closer to yourself. And we'll never fail to give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Thanksgiving is almost upon us. It's the most, one of the most unique of American holidays. And um, from the time that we're old enough to truly understand it, you and I as Christians should thoroughly look forward to it. I don't mean just the turkey and the stuffing and the pie and the beans and all that stuff. I'm talking about the real essence of Thanksgiving and uh, what it means to us as the people of God. If you think back to your past Thanksgivings, uh, and the way you couldn't wait for your favorite dish, be it turkey or um, whatever it is, back before the health benefits of turkey were discovered, turkey was a pretty unique and special dish. It didn't come around but once or twice a year. Uh, There was, of course, the side benefits of the holiday where we get to gather with our family, aunts and uncles and cousins, uh, and things of that nature. Now, this year it will be a little different. Possibly they're uh, recommending that uh, you eat outside if you can, and I thought, we live in Ohio. Granny's not going to go outside and eat her dinner. That's just not going to happen. But... Uh, We will get through it. There's still that uh, family essence to Thanksgiving, no matter how it actually looks like this year in 2020. So when we go through that, we get to eat our favorite dish, see some of our favorite people. You probably get to sleep in over those couple days. Uh, There's some football games on television, the parade, all these things. And then 
Also, that Friday starts the wonderful, wonderful Christmas shopping season where all the deals are to be had. And we uh, fast forward right into uh, capitalism and the commercialization of Christmas. And we oftentimes during the holidays focus on the commercialization of Christmas, but I promise you it's going to start in a week or two, and a lot of places it's already started. Uh, We head right from Thanksgiving into that, and we as the people of God need to step back. Now, obviously Christmas is a religious holiday, but Thanksgiving is as well. Uh, Its name itself implies that. Prayers of thanks and special thanksgiving ceremonies are common in almost all religions, and most of them center around harvest time. Um, And here in America, our Thanksgiving Day has its roots in uh, English, the English Protestant Reformation. Of course, during the reign of Henry VIII, uh, the King of England had a small issue with the Catholic Church, and that (laughs) that played out, right? And we have the Protestant Reformation. Uh, It was, but it was still a time. The Catholic calendar at that point, had about 96. I don't know where they're at today. But at that point, had 96 religious holidays where people were uh, required to attend services, stay uh, home for work, and most often there's a celebration of some sort that goes along with it. Um, You add to that the 52 Sundays uh, of the year, the reforms that they instituted Uh, reduced the number of holidays to 27, uh, and that was good enough for some Puritans and other Reformers, but they, of course, wanted that, some people wanted it reduced even more and replace all the religious observances with special days of fasting and thanksgiving. So that's kind of the idea of civilization as we Looking historically looking at days of thanksgiving uh, and what we build to into America. Days of fasting, uh, days of thanksgiving. These are the traditions that we trace our American holiday to. Early proclamations in this nation were made by church leaders, uh, civic leaders, uh, military leaders, During the uh, Revolutionary, they issued several proclamations for everyone to give thanks to God for his guidance and his deliverance through the days of our Revolutionary War. Uh, President Washington proclaimed in 1789 uh, that November 26th be set aside as a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many and signal favors of Almighty God. You see, George Washington left out the idea that Walmart's Black Friday specials would start the very next day. Right? That stuff wasn't, of course, it wasn't around, but it wasn't important. It wasn't what this day is truly about. Our first nationwide setting of a firm date for Thanksgiving was done by Abraham Lincoln. Uh, He was influenced by Sarah Hale, and she was the lady who wrote Mary Had a Little Lamb. Uh, Miss Hale had been after politicians for about 40 years, 
to make a federal national day of thanksgiving. And Lincoln saw fit to use the day as a form, uh, as a way to start the healing within the nation at a time when it is, uh, it was as split as it ever has been. I want to read to you how Lincoln's proclamation begins. It says, The year that is drawing towards its close has been filled with the blessings of fruitful fields and healthful skies. To these bounties which are so consistently enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source from which they come. Others have been added which are of so extraordinary a nature that they cannot fail to penetrate and soften the heart which is habitually insensible to the ever-watchful providence of Almighty God. When Lincoln wrote that, um, almost well over 150 years ago, listen to the, to the middle line is what struck me, which are so constantly enjoyed, talking about the bounties of America, so constantly enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source from which they come. So you and I enjoy a wonderful life. I don't know if you realize that or not, but uh, living in America, living as we do, uh, even the poorest amongst us is some of the wealthiest people in the world. You and I have a lot to be thankful for as individuals, as the people of God, and also as a church. But we cannot lose sight from which, from where these provisions and bounties truly come, right? They're given to us by God. Mostly, we should be thankful for our salvation. Now, oftentimes when people uh, get too bound up in religion and the idea that uh, somehow their behavior will earn their way into heaven, even if they don't say those words, uh, when they get too far over into legalism, too far over into religion, too far gone into the idea that somehow they've earned their salvation, their thankfulness tends to go away. It's much like a paycheck at that point to them. God owes them a place in heaven. They've done this and they've done that, and they've not done this or that, and they've held the law, basically, even though they generally don't use those words, but they've kept to the law their entire lives. Uh, it's a lot like a paycheck. You uh, when you're working and you trade those hours and those effort and that sweat for a paycheck every week, you don't go in when you pick up your paycheck and say, I've written a song of praise for you, right? I'm so thankful to have this paycheck. It's owed to you. And if they don't have your check, there's going to be some problems in that room. And uh, With God, it's not that way. Our salvation is a gift. It was freely given to us on Calvary. It's available to all those that would believe. And you and I, as Lincoln said, cannot forget the source from which they come. You and I should never stop praising and thanking God for our salvation. As we look into our Thanksgiving day when we uh, are in our homes uh, with our family, hopefully, enjoying a meal. All these things are made possible uh, through God. All these things are made possible by God. 
when we pray and when we witness, this holiday time will be a wonderful, wonderful time to bring up the Lord. Now keep in mind, as you're gathered around a Thanksgiving table with your family, with your loved ones, the message that you're telling them is not that they need to change their ways. Their message that you're telling them is that they need to be born again. They don't need to become better people or do things differently. The message is simple. They need to be born again. And that's only made possible through the work that's done on Calvary. Through the work that's done on Calvary. That we are essentially not much different. We are just beggars who have happened to find some bread. Now, as we near and get closer to the Thanksgiving holiday, I promise you there will be people who will say things, and this has become very popular in the age of social media, where they post things on their, their social media page. If you have no place to go, come to my house. And the sentiment there is correct. I, we can't disparage that. But I urge you, as the people of God, to go one step further. Don't just put that on a page or say that to somebody. Get to know people. Find out where they're going for Thanksgiving. Invite them over in a meaningful way. Don't just put it out there to make yourself feel better about things. Uh, Get to know somebody. Invite them over. Make a real difference uh, this time of year. Uh, Truly show what the Lord uh, has done for you by your actions. Now, next week, we'll get into a little deeper about the meaning of Thanksgiving and how we, as modern Christians, um, practice that. But the scriptures uh, are just filled with with, uh, discussions and ideas and pointing Uh, to praising God and being thankful. In Psalms chapter 50, uh, the Bible says, Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the Most High. In 2 Corinthians, Paul writes, For all things are for your sakes, that the abundance grace may through the thanksgiving of many rebound to the glory of God. In Colossians chapter 2, Paul writes again, Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. In Philippians, he says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. What the Bible's pointing to, what the Word of God is pointing to, is no matter where we're at or what we're going through, there are things that we can be thankful for. Even in the midst of what we would consider to be a disaster, we can be thankful for something in the middle of that, something uh, that, we, that is unknown to us. If we back up and start viewing our lives and viewing this world and our time here on earth through the lens of eternity, things will start to become clearer and align more with what the Word of God is, and we'll have a lot more to be thankful for, a lot more to praise God about
Next week we'll get it, talk a little bit more. I want to read um, a verse from First Chronicles where the Bible talks about, Give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Make known his deeds among the people. You and I, as, we're, as we gather together in our churches, in our homes, uh, whatever it is we're doing, his deeds among his people should be ever more on our lips. That we're constantly talking, not for anything that has to do with us, but what the Lord's doing. Uh, what the Lord has done for us personally and us collectively as the people of God. All the blessings that we've seen. Now we'll, of course, be doing a little bit more for Thanksgiving this year. Uh, as a way of teaching and stuff online as we get to navigate that and uh, sort through that. So pray for us because, um, uh, again, all this stuff, we're all going through this time together. Uh, pray for our nation and the place that we live and the time that we live for unity, for healing, uh, as this pandemic seems to uh, be ramping up again. It's a scary time this year to be alive. There's just no doubt about it. But we can still find things to be thankful for if we focus on what's important. Stand with me this morning.